Set Phasers, a highly illogical Star Trek podcast. How you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. I'm excited. Another episode of Set Phasers. We've sorted out our tech issues. We are ready. We are set phasers to to podcast. I oh, know that was ten years. Set phasers <laughs> to podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Um, mm. <laughs> yes, we are here uh, doing it. It said they said it couldn't be done. They said it shouldn't be done, but here we are, nonetheless. Uh, talking about Picard season one, episode seven, Nepenthe. Mm. It today's star date is star date two one seven zero four zero four point six, and uh, we're gonna get into it. We're in this final stretch of Star Trek Picard, so this is like the last little breather sort of episode, I guess, right before things get crazy. Yes. Um, yeah, that's fair. Uh, it's a great episode, though. It's wonderful. It brings back some familiar faces. Mm. Loved it. It's very. It was, it was like a hug. It was like a big hug of an episode. It was like a hug. It was a big hug of an episode with uh, with some nice. Uh, there's a little bit of nice action in it too, uh, but there was a lot of uh, joyous moments in Nepenthe. Oh, and last week we talked about how I didn't know what Nepenthe was, <laughs> yes. so I looked it up. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Greek thing. That's right. Yes, we were, exactly. We were wondering what that was. Uh, uh, Penthos is apparently pain, and mm-hmm. ne is a is a is a a, 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 a what do you call it? Thing that comes a prefix that means you know that Born? negates something. So it's apparently like a beverage from the Odyssey that people drink that ends pain. And over the years, it has been uh, likened to other things such as Ooh, like an opium. elixir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 which exactly. makes sense as to what the planet does with its yes. regenerative properties. That's right. Mm-hmm. And yet, oh, look at us. It, look at us figuring things just, out. Yeah, yeah, we're delving. We're so. Oh, yeah. We're so great. You get so much information from this podcast. Yeah, we we leave no leave no leaves unturned. Mm. Not a single leaf. No. Nope. Shall we run it down? Let's do it. It's time to run it down. Can you run it down for me? Tell me about Picard now. Run it down, down for me. Start your Picard. <laughs> yes, thank you for that. <laughs> it never gets old. It does not. Um, it's good to have something that we can all, it's not in the song, it's crowd participation. For when we do a live set phasers. Oh, yeah. uh, um, okay, this is my full disclosure, a peek behind the curtain. You have always told me that I should do my notes on my iPad so that there's less pa- me throwing papers around. <laughs> so I tried mm-hmm. it. How did it uh, work out? 
I don't know. We'll see. I don't know if it's going to translate as easily, but I'm going to try. I wrote it. I think I figured out a thing. So let's give it a whirl here. So I'm proud. Well, don't be proud yet because this could all crash and burn. Um, (laughs) All right. So we begin with a flashback. It's Dr. Gerard, Dr. Gerati meeting Dr. Rod meeting Commodore O. As we may recall from several episodes ago, uh, Gerati was approached by Commodore O, who we know. Do we know? We suspect that they are part of this uh, anti-synth group. Anyway, and it's more of that discussion because we didn't get to hear that discussion in earlier episodes between Gerati and O. And O's like, what did you do? You met with Picard twice. What did you talk about? Uh, they like sort of talk about the whole Bruce Maddox thing and that they know she downloaded all this information. He gave it to Picard. And then O tells Gerati that Starfleet needs her help. Picard is planning to leave the planet and they need her to go with him because they need her to stop him from saving synthetic life. And, and there's this, uh, they do a mind meld in which uh, Commodore O is able to show Dr. Gerardi why synths have to be outlawed, why they have to be banned. And what we see is this, this uh, hellish uh, 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 future apocalyptic hellscape. It's a hellish hellscape. Mm. Uh, uh, and things blowing up. <laughs> so all in uh, about three seconds. All in like, <laughs> you know, making one think one is crazy. I liked that. That was a new sound effect for Aki's mouth. <laughs> yeah. And um and then she mentions that Gerardi will have to make a quote terrible sacrifice. Dun 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 Fantastic. So fast forward to now in Picard time. We're on La Serena. We're next to the artifact. Serena is caught in a tractor beam. Rafi and Rios are trying to hack their way through the computer and through the hardware and software to get free. Gerardi, which my computer wanted to correct to Girali, suggests that they ask to be let go. Because, look, they're looking for Soji. They're not looking for us. Why, why are we doing this? Why don't we just tell them, hey, Picard's not here. Soji's not here. Why don't you just let us go? And meanwhile, on the artifact, Hugh is being held hostage by Narissa because, uh, 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 well, I'll, you know, anyway, she wants to know where Picard and Soji have gone. And she's got all these XBs, all these former Borg lined up in front of Hugh. And I guess the, you know, what you consider is that, like, there's something going on here. Basically, she says, uh, if he does, if she doesn't, te- if he doesn't tell her where Picard and Soji have gone, she's going to start killing XBs, Right. And uh, she tries to coerce the response out of Hugh. Hugh is not having it. And so mm-hmm. she has the guards mow down the rest of the XP. Just kill them all. Uh, and uh, she tells him that she, he has doomed a trillion people across the galaxy. But she can't kill him because he's Federation. That's the only reason she's going to leave him alive. At the same time. Narek is leaving the cube in some kind of cool, hip, sexy, I forget what they call it, snake head, dragon head. It's mentioned later in my notes and in the episode, Ship. And he he talks to Sarissa and they're like, you got to follow them. And then meanwhile, back on La Serena, Rafi's like, they suddenly are let go by the cube, by the tractor beam. And Rafi's like, this is a trick. This is not good. But Rios is like, that's cool because they got to catch us first. Boom, go to warp. Meanwhile, uh, Elnor decides to stay on the cube with 
uh, Hugh, because what is a more lost cause than this guy alone with all these decks, dead XBs uh, trying to fight against the Romulans? Mm. Finally, yep. we find out where Picard and Soji have gone when they step through the spatial projector in the last episode and they land on the, the world of Nepenthe or Nepenthe. I don't know how, how you want to say it. Uh, they are immediately confronted by a young girl in a sort of like native dress and she's got a bow and arrow and she's holding it on them. And she's like, eh, freeze or whatever. And Picard's like, hey, you might want to aim it at my head because my heart's made out of like a super spacey medicine or whatever. And she's like, oh, okay. Soji's a little freaked out by this because it seems like they've gone from one dangerous situation to another weird dangerous situation where a child is going to kill them. Uh, but then Picard says, are we safe, Kestra? Are we safe, Kestra? And if her parents are around... And so Kester starts leading Picard and Soji down a path through some forest and wilderness and there's some conversation. Kestra, the young girl, and Soji sort of hit it off a little bit right away. Kestra's like, is Picard your father? And Soji's like, I don't know. I just know that he knew my father. And Kestra's like, I don't think that you trust Picard. And Soji's like, I don't know if I can trust or believe anyone. And then Kestra's got this like little compass that she says she got from this dude, Captain Rupert Crandall, who's even older than Picard, which to her, she thinks is like, you know, 4,000 years old. She mentions that the arrows were a game that she used to play with her brother Thaddeus, but she would never shoot anybody for real because she is a pacifist. Uh, and then when Kestra is talking to Picard, still on this walk, Kestra mentions da Data and asks about Soji's father and, that's, and realizes that Soji is an android. And Soji's kind of upset about this because she's like, what was my life? You know, she thinks that she's however many years old. But remember in the last episode? She thinks she's in the Matrix. She's only been alive for three years, as far as she knows. And all kinds of, she just punched through, like, metal to get through. I mean, she's got to be feeling pretty insane. And then jumped into a weird thing with an old guy and landed on a planet and was, an arrow was pointed at her by a 10-year-old or something. So it's insane. Anyway... They get to a beautiful bucolic log cabin in the forest in a clearing in a glade uh, near, a, near a pond. And uh, so she's like, who's there? And Picard's like, oh, there's some old friends. And Kestra goes calling for her parents. And who should step out on the porch but the one and only Deanna Troy, former ship's counselor on the Enterprise. And they, she sees Kestra, and then she sees Picard, and there's a lot of joy, and she sees Picard, and they embrace, and then she's like, okay, but, like, why are you here? What kind of trouble have you brought to our doorstep? <laughs> and yeah. Picard's like, ooh. Kestra runs into the kitchen. Guess who Deanna's married to? We all know, because we all saw the movie. Uh, it's Riker, and Riker's in the kitchen, obviously listening to jazz, because Riker loves jazz. Remember, he plays the trombone. And... Uh, he is shocked to hear that Picard is there. He looks out the window and then Picard meets him in the room and they embrace. And then also he knows that Picard would only be there for something terrible. So he immediately has like the house shields, shields, up. shields up, initiate perimeter scans. And Picard's like, oh, you should do some anti-cloaking scans as well. And <laughs> I don't know if I wrote down this quote later, but I wrote it down in my notes here. That Riker says, when you got involved in the 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 evacuation he, uh, he told Picard that he would be, quote, as deep in Romulans <laughs> for the rest of his <laughs> life. <laughs> uh, anyway, I thought that was great. Kestra and Soji hang out for a little bit. Kestra takes Soji to a shower. Picard is talking to Troy and 
Riker and telling them that he's in over his head. Riker's like, maybe you need a new plan. Troy's like, maybe you need to take a nap. You can do it in our son's room. And Riker's like, hey, I'm going to make dinner tonight. And it's pizza. What's on the pizza? Do you remember? Oh, I didn't write it down, but it's a sausage that can kill you. (laughs) Bunny corn sausage. Bunny corn. Why didn't I not write? Why did I not write bunny corn down? Seems like such a wonderful thing to say. Is it wonderful? Kind of sausage, I suppose. It's uh, yeah. Is it, is it like rabbit sausage? What do we I think? I wonder. Bunny yeah, what is, is a bunny corn? I'm not sure. Sounds like some sort of rabbit sausage. Mm, does. But it's but poisonous. Well, so I want like, to So a poisonous rabbit. You know. Why not? On on the elixir planet of life. Yes. Um. So Soji uses the shower. Castro's asking her a bunch of questions as a precocious young child might. She wonders why why Sochi needs a shower, why she has like spit and saliva and blood, why would you have bodily fluids? But then she mentions that she knew Picard uh, and her father served together on the Enterprise and they talked about Data all the time and Data wanted to be human and he would have dreams and he wanted to tell jokes and ballroom dance. Uh, and so if Data was Soji's father, it makes sense that he would make Soji more human. And Soji is upset because she's like, she thought she was human, which obviously is upsetting. But Kestra says, like, hey, I'm sorry if I upset you, but it's pretty amazing how human you seem, considering that you're not, you know, biologically human. But if you even you thought you were human, that's got to be amazing. Uh, there's also a cute moment where she tells Soji that, like, hey, like, and the coolest thing is that you're so young, you're three, which means you get to be the boss. You're the baby. <laughs> For the mouth of babes. Um Picard and Troy go to Thaddeus's room, the son of Riker and Troy, and we find out that he is past. He's dead. He died, but we don't know why. But we do know that he was also, we find out later. Yeah. Uh, we do know that he was precocious with languages and he made up languages and invented languages and taught them the Kestra and Kestra would learn them. And apparently he would have been 18 a week ago. And, you know, they have a little moment there. And the Picard says, like, listen, as soon as I have a plan, Soji and I will be out of here. But Troy, the consummate host, says, listen, as long as you need to stay, you can stay. It's totally fine. But if something were to happen to Kestra, she says, I'm not as brave as I used to be. And Picard's like, that's because you're smart. Because we're all old and we don't need to be doing this. Nonetheless, back on La Sirena. Still being pursued by Narek in Romulan. Oh. Snakehead vessel is what Rios thinks it is. It's a fast, like, uh, tactical ship. A lot of weaponry and stuff. There, in order to, like, shake this tail that's been following them, he brings La Serena to a full stop. He's hoping that the ship that's following them, that we know is Narek, will overshoot them. And uh, there's still some, like, debate on the ship. Basically, Gerardi saying, like, why are we doing this? Why are we following Picard? Why don't we just leave it to him? We're out of this situation now. We can just go home! But Rios is like, hey, I got a paying customer and you're just along for the ride. Nobody really invited you. You decided to come along. So you're going to have to deal with it. And then uh, because uh, Gerardi seems sort of like uh, out of sorts, if you will. Remember, she killed the love of her life in the last last episode in order to keep this weird thing from Commodore O happening. Uh, Auntie Raffi decides to take care of her. So they take her off the bridge and give her cake. <laughs> Uh, and I, you know, when I thought about that is that also <laughs> cake seems to be really important to Star Trek writers now, because also the first episode of discovery season yes, three, discovery. um, mm. 
Well, and one of cake your is eternal. meme game strong memes, cake is eternal. Mm. Um, and so it is. Uh, meanwhile, on Nepenthe, Riker and Picard are talking. Riker's trying to figure out what's going on with Picard. Picard's doing the Picard thing where he's like, I can't tell you, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Soji comes out because they're helping to get ready for dinner, which they're eating al fresco outside. They're having pizza. And Soji does like a data head thing, which Riker sees this thing, which, I mean, sure. And then uh, Riker's like, okay, you don't want to tell me what's going on. Well, let me figure it out as he's making pizza. He's like, hmm, uh, you wanted me to scan for cloaking. So Romulans, uh, you're on the run and whatever. So Tal Shiar, and she just did a thing with her head. So Soji is an android. So what's going on here? And Picard's like, oh, blah, 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 blah. and then Riker's like, hey, listen, you can do that Picard thing where you don't tell anybody anything unless they need to know. But that works on a starship. And it may not work with what is essentially, he refers to, a teenager. And that will be a, an eye-opening experience for Picard. And I did think that was interesting because Picard, you know, he hates children. <laughs> That's canon. Well, he did hate children. And then we see him in Picard season one and he, you know, loved Elnor and they used to play musketeers together and he read him. Um, Touche. Touche. So, but I guess he sort of became better with children, but. Never had to deal with an adolescent. He's never had to raise a child. He's able to command a starship, but he's not able to command a child. And that will be underscored by the following situation, because then Troy is talking to Soji, and they're picking tomatoes for the pizza, I guess, or a salad, who knows? And they're talking about Thaddeus, the child. Apparently he died because he had a disease that was a silicon-based virus called, and I consult my notes, mendaxic neurosclerosis. Apparently, very easy to cure. If you culture cells in a positronic matrix. However, there are no positronic matrices. Matrices? Matrices? Matrices. matrices. I've been taking Latin lessons. Is it, a, is it like a matri d? A matri d. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm the matri d of your matrices. <laughs> uh, and what if they have what if they have uh, conferences with matri d's and matrices? Oh, uh, then they'd have to have uh, uh, matri b's. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry. No. Derailed. This was important. This was an important exception to take. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Uh, okay. This is it's not going bad with these notes. Okay. So they uh, there are no synths because of the synth ban. So there are, were no positronic brains and none were allowed to be made. And therefore Thaddeus died because he couldn't get his cure. And that's why they came to that planet, which has like these rejuvenating qualities, which is why everything grows so well there. But it wasn't enough for Thaddeus. But. Basically, uh, you know, Soji is still, I mean, she hears that story. She obviously has a connection with Troy. Who wouldn't? Because Troy is Troy. But she tells Troy that, like, she just feels like she can't trust anyone. She doesn't know if everything is an elaborate hoax. I mean, it's only been, like, three hours and she was trapped in a room with radioactive gas by the person that she thought loved her. And then had to punch her way through a wall. And in a flux state, met an old man named Picard who took her down to the bowels of a Borg cube and then had her jump through a window to land on a different planet. So I kind of get where she's coming from, is all I'm saying. But, of course. She thinks she's in the Matrix. Yeah. Picard doesn't. This is, you know, Picard's blind spot. He shows up and he's also sarcastic. He's like, yes, of course, this is an elaborate scheme. That's why I'm helping you, giving you pizza. He's upset. He's mad because, you know, it's been a rough day for him, too. I understand. 
And he's an old man. <laughs> he hasn't. These things are tiring. Is it's exhausting. He's only had a short nap. And um, <laughs> <laughs> how many cups of tea in a short nap? No tea. Uh, that's right. And uh, hello. Uh, it angers Soji. She storms off because she's like, I don't need your jibba jabba. And then Troy's like, hey, Picard, what is your problem? She's completely out to sea. As you were saying, she thinks she's in the Matrix. Why don't you try to take her feelings into consideration, you dumb dumb? And Picard's like, boo, boo, I don't want any help. I've got it all figured out. I just need to find my ship. I make people do what I want. And she's like, why don't you sit down at our table, since you've come here for help, and treat it like we're at the table in the ready room, and we'll come up with a plan. Da, da, da. Uh, meanwhile, back on the artifact, Hugh and Elnor go back to the queen area, which I think, I looked this up, it's called a queen cell. No space. Queen cell. And uh, he was afraid of its power, but he's angered by the slaughter of the XBs, and he intends to use it to power up the cube to take it away from the Romulans. But as he's uh, monologuing his plan to do so, Nerissa enters and she's like, oh, that sounds like treason to me, and now I can kill you. But then Elnor intervenes. He's like, oh, hell no. Choose life, my friends. And, uh, and she's like, oh, <laughs> Oh, I, what I wrote is Narissa says some bullshit about the Zatvash and Coat Milat. Because she's like, this is not how we fight or whatever. Clearly taking advantage of Elnor's naivete. They begin to fight hand to hand. And then Narissa takes out a dagger and she like makes to go at Elnor, which Elnor then tries to fade. But then she takes another one. She throws it at Hugh's neck. Right into Hugh's neck. Ugh, he falls over. Blood gushing everywhere. Elnor rushes over to Hugh's side. In a weird move, he removes the, the dagger from Hugh's neck and throws it at Nerissa, but she escapes via a transporter. Pew. Pew. She scudies away by a transporter. Uh, but in Hugh's last breaths, he thanks Elnor. He says, I was, uh, you, thank you for letting me. Your death rattle is very good. Um... <laughs> He says, uh, I was a very hammy actor at school, but I could do it. Fantastic. Scene. Yeah. Um, thank you for making me hope like a fool again. He tells him the last critical bit of information in order to activate the queen cell and get this board cube away from the Romulans. You'll need an XB to run it. And then a dies. And we will come back to that later. Meanwhile, on La Sirena, um, Ravi has given Jurati some delicious, uh, sumptuously carmine red velvet cake and chocolate milk. Um, she's worried about whether, anyway, they have chocolate milk. And Jurati's like, oh, Ravi, you're a good person. And Ravi's like, oh, I don't know about all that. And then while she's eating the cake, she breaks down crying. And Ravi realizes somewhat that it must be about Bruce Maddox dying. Just as they're about to possibly talk about this, or maybe Jurati's about to explain that she is the turncoat, she is the traitor. Um, Rios interrupts to say, hey, our little shadow is back. And then Jurati starts vomiting red goop. And uh, Rios thinks it's blood. And then uh, Rafi's like, no, it's just red velvet cake. And then Mr. Hospitality, one of uh, Rios's... Um, EMH program people, the nice clean one <laughs> shows up. See the British one. The British one, yes. Uh to is called forth to clean up the vomit. 
Back to Nepenthe. Riker has served dinner. Picard is worried that he can't contact Rios. He's wondering if he needs to get another ship. Um, Riker's saying, where would you go? Soji says that they would go home. Um, she explains how Narek used the uh, Jalmak ja, ja to help her re- remember the planet she was born on with the two red moons, the lightning storms. And Picard asks Soji, because Soji's still having trouble believing him. He's like, listen, use your droid powers. Monitor my breathing and my pulse, my eyes and everything, and see if you can trust the things that I say. But Soji is not convinced. She's like, I believe that you believe that you're telling the truth, but that doesn't mean anything. So then, obviously, Picard has to dig deep and tell and one of his vaunted speeches. Do you, do you have the effect for that? Jean-Luc, sometimes I think the only reason I come here is to listen to these wonderful speeches of yours. Yes. Picard's like, oh, you don't believe me when I tell you the truth? What if I tell you the truth even harder? He's like, when I was living on the ranch and I had the vineyard and I had my dog named number one, I was just fading away. I didn't have any responsibility. But then I met Daj and she gave me purpose. But then she died. But she gave me a mission in dying. A mission that even you, Soji, will not prevent me from carrying out. And that is to find data and to help him and his daughter blah 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 anyway it doesn't really make a ton of sense but it's very emotionally like powerful and it leads soji to reveal the memory which is the the world with the two moons and the electric storms so Riker is like hey you think it's your home i think it might be where maddox did his research and troy gets a feeling that the planet is in danger because if the romulans know about it and they have some kind of they're bent out of shape about since then the planet is probably going to be a attacked Riker's like well we should call Starfleet and Picard's like eh, I don't know about all that and then meanwhile the whole time Kestra has been fiddling with a communicator under the table and so they're trying to figure out where would it be and then we got to figure it out we got to find out and she goes like oh I just asked uh, Captain Crandall about it and apparently the planet is in the Gullion system in the Vite sector Vite 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 sector oh boy take your time <laughs> I miss when it was just Klingon. I had to say, yeah. Kapla! Uh, it's a planet in the Gullion system. There's no name, just a number. So back on La Serena, uh, Rios takes Gerardi to sickbay. And while he's got uh, Gerardi alone, he confides in her that like, hey, he thinks that we're being followed and that it must be Rafi somehow. He's come to the conclusion it must be Rafi. Why? Because when they were on Free Cloud and they were doing their whole dress up weird gangster musical thing, Rafi disappeared and she was like, I'm never coming back and don't say anything and don't ask me what I'm doing. But then she did come back with no explanation. And now this guy is following us. Right. But Gerardi obviously knows that it's her. She's the reason that they're being followed because she was the person put in place by Commodore O. But Rios doesn't buy it. He's like, uh, no, it's not you. It's probably Rafi. And then Rafi contacts him and says, hey, the shadow's back. So Rios goes. And Gerardi has a crisis of, uh, of self-decision. But she eventually decides, okay, she injects herself with neuranium hydride. It's a neurotoxin. And she collapses into a seizure. And Narek curses on his ship because he loses the tracking beacon, which I guess must have been attached to uh, Gerardi's heartbeat and then uh, Rios and Rafi find out that Gerardi is in a coma back to the artifact the final scene on the artifact Elnor we see he finds this comm chip that looks like the Fenris chip Fenris Rangers chip that nine seven seven of nine seven of nine 
Should we, can we, yeah, why not? I, I mean, mean, I've missed it. It's so I've joyful. She's having a night. She's seven of nine. She's seven of nine. Love it. Um, yes. So. Well, we're very cool people. We are. We're like so, the coolest of the. the we're so the cool. Nerds. What did yeah. you do Sunday night? Oh, we sang along to a song <laughs> about seven of nine. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, what did he do? So he sees a chip for the Fenris Rangers and he uses it to send an emergency signal and then he hunkers down to wait. And that's all we get to find out about the artifact. What will happen now? Meanwhile, on the Penth, La Serena arrives. Picard and Riker talk by a lake. Picard's like, thanks for not trying to talk me out of my mission. Riker's like, you never should have retired. Picard's like, you're totally right. Kestra draws a picture of Soji. She gives it to Soji. She warns that she feels like something bad is going to happen to Soji, just as it did to her. But Kestra's like, I had my parents, and you could have Picard. All you got to do is have him. And Soji's like, I'll think about it. Then Picard and Soji get ready to leave. And then Kestra runs out with her broken compass. She gives it to Soji, and she's like, it only pretended to work, but they hug each other, and it's a moment of human contact. Picard taps his combat for La Serena and two beam up. And that's the end of Nepenthe. Season two one. to beam up. Two to beam up. Episode seven, and the chase is on. That was a lot. That oh. was a lot. Yeah. Um. Before we get to quotes, mm-hmm. we have something very important to do. <gasps> yes, we do. That we haven't done in quite some time. Mm-hmm. Should we do it? Yes. <sighs> Everyone, at attention. Hugh. We found you. You were a Borg. You didn't believe you could ever become a human. You called yourself us. And then, eventually, you called yourself me. You, Data, Dr. Crusher, Geordi. You built a friendship. And you became a Federation citizen. You did your best for other ex-Borgs. And you died for it. Someone threw a knife in your neck. Someone we don't like. But you had faith of the heart. I know we're not live streaming, but I'm holding the salute. Me too. <laughs> yes. Your timing on those are always exceptional, I must say. Well, I've always wanted to deliver a, a military <laughs> eulogy in 30 <laughs> seconds or less. <laughs> uh, yes, we lost Hugh. It was a, I was sad about it. Me too. I was really hoping that he would be, you know, throughout the series. Yeah, like, uh, you know, it was just good to see the actor and mm. stuff. Everyone who's an ex-Borg that we were attached to, apart from Seven of Nine, apart is dead. from Seven of Nine. And Picard, I guess, are dead. Mm. Uh, which Janeway. Is right. Janeway was a Borg? At one point, yeah. I guess that's true. Mm-hmm. Well, basically, half yeah. our crew were Borg. I think. I mean, in this in this series, I guess. But you're yeah. right. Totally, there are other people who were Borg that came back that are like main characters. I was just thinking mm-hmm. that it was like the guy that was Nine's assistant on Voyager and Hugh were the two people that like really were like Borg that came back from being Borg, and and now they're both gone. Say like air. Shall we quotable moments? Say like air. Let's <clears throat> quotable moments. 
Ah, thank you, Angela Lansbury. So, any quotable moments on your end, Steve? I did. Let me just pull it up on my... Um, Ah, yes, I quite liked uh, Riker to Picard. I never thought you had any business retiring. Mm, I thought that was very sweet. It was just a nice... Within the co- the context of the conversation, it was quite a sweet moment. And, mm-hmm. and you know, also, his arm around him on there, we're yeah. looking over the lake, and it was very yes. sweet. And, oh, and I also had like a meta, you know, we're so glad to have you back, Picard. All right, you know. Oh, yeah. In the franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also liked what Riker said. He gave, gave Picard a little guff when Picard was like, I'd rather not tell you so you're not in danger. And he says, I'm just thinking how great it would be if ignorance of danger was all it took to keep it away from the people we love. Mm. All right, Will. Mm. That was, oh, that could like apply to almost any Marvel movie ever. So true. Mm. Um, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Batman. Batman. Oh, DC. DC. It doesn't matter. Any superhero movie. Any superhero movie. Uh, I really like when Troy also got in Picard's face and she said, this isn't something a ship's counselor should say, but you had it coming when he, mm. when he got fresh yes. with um, Soji. Yeah. And the last thing I had was, um, oh, yeah, when Agnes is like, Agnes, when Gerardi is all. Doc Gerard. When Doc Gerard is all out of sorts. And Rios is like, listen, I got a paying client, Agnes. You just came along for the ride. Remember, they had soccer sex last week or whatever. And Rafi is like, and you now you come. Wine, I I'm so sorry. <clears throat> and Rafi is like, now you come along with Auntie Rafi. She's going to hook you up with whatever you need. Okay. And Agnes says, is it cake? And Rafi says, you bet it's cake. Cake is eternal. Hashtag cake is cake eternal. Cake is eternal. Cake is eternal. Yeah. Uh, we should totally like mind you i would i, I was gonna say we should totally get writing credits and in, in one of the star treks <laughs> one day that's just like the ultimate goal of this podcast yeah we we could do it we could totally do it i could do i could do a you know some, a little spec breakdown of uh i don't know discovery's a little hard because i don't know where they're headed but we could definitely we could mm. write an episode of picard together easily <gasps> yeah you know uh yes another creative project for us yeah let's let's write a tv show <laughs> Mm. Uh, one episode. We'll just, write one episode. Yeah, just a single episode, and we'll see where it goes. See if it gets any developmental uh, deal. We could also try to write an original Star Trek script. But oh, well, that's what happened with uh, Lower Decks. That is what happened with Lower Decks. But we're not what's his face. So Mike McMahon, because he was like, um, he was writing teasers for like more episodes on Twitter. He was writing like Twitter breakdowns of that's right yeah. of shows, right? So he like had ideas. Mm-hmm. Okay, shall we get into next time? Yes, let's let's do that. Next time on Set Phasers. All right, next time on Set Phasers, we will be discussing. Let me do that again. Next time on Set Phasers, we will be talking about season one, episode eight of Star Trek Picard, entitled. Broken pieces. We only have three episodes left. Eight, nine, and ten. So everything has to wrap up in the next three episodes. It does, but it's... Hold on to your butts. It's going to be crazy. Hold on to your butts, people. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're doing... Uh, oh, we didn't talk about that, so we can't talk about it. So we'll just go into the outdoor copy. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. No, because we can do our net. We're doing our Netflix watch party next weekend. We are. Okay, I didn't and know if we confirmed yeah. that. 
Okay, this, great. Oh, yes, because it yeah, goes out tomorrow. Well, sort of. Between us, we had. Great. So this goes out tomorrow, so our Netflix watch party will be this Sunday. Yes. So Sunday, what, what day is that? It's a week from the, the 11th, 11th of, of April. April. Yes. Come, join us. We haven't decided. What are we watching? I don't what know. I always watch? keep wanting us to watch an episode of Enterprise, but I feel like that would mean no one would show up. Probably. So we did Hugh, we did the Hugh episode last. We time. We did do the Hugh episode last time. I'm wondering if we should do a oh, Seven no. of Nine episode. <gasps> yeah. Uh, which we did. We, we did one, but I. Why not do more? They're great. Oh, what about seeing as we just had Troy and Riker? Should we do like the Troy episode where she does she she gets the con? Oh yes. Her, her yeah, totally. Stuff? Uh, I can't remember the names, yeah. but we should do that one. Yes, that's it. We'll find that. So, okay. dear listeners, we'll be doing the episode where Troy takes over the con, whatever it's called, this coming Sunday. If you sign up for our Patreon, you can join us on Sunday and party. In the meantime, thank you so much for joining us. If you've enjoyed the program, you can catch us for the time being every Monday as a podcast, wherever podcasts come from. And if you do download us, please, please rate and subscribe because it helps drive people towards the podcast. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. And my apology is that we are not doing this live anymore on Fridays. For the time being, uh, I had to relocate. Um, and my Wi-Fi is a bit shit, quite bit honestly. Shit. Um, it is a bit shit, but uh, I will pick up my meme game. My meme game so is strong. strong. You can find us on at Set Phasers Podcast or at Set Phasers on the Instagram and uh, on Facebook as well. My meme game is strong. Please follow us there and join in the conversation of all things Trek. I'm also just going to reiterate, meme game strong. If you want to support our continuing mission to discover what Discovery or Star Trek Picard has in store for us, Star Trek we Picard. would only be Star Trek Picard. We would only be delighted. You can patronize us. We can take it by going to patreon.com slash set phasers and then you can join us this Sunday as we watch this episode of Star Trek Woo-hoo! for the Generation. That's so much fun. Oof. Anyway, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, I'm Stevie Mans. <laughs> I've actually, I don't have the, the copy in front of me, so I'm going. I know, but you're doing a great job. You did Thanks. amazing. Winging it. <laughs> I, Stevie is doing a fantastic job. And in the meantime, <laughs> I'm Aki Burmese. <laughs> this has been Set Phasers, a highly illogical Star Trek podcast. Computer. End program. Mm-hmm.